timeout's over. Now, more Behind the Web, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. McKay steps up in the pocket. He's going to be wrapped up and sacked again. It's Jeremiah Grant this time with the quarterback sack. Pistol formation, handoff to Hampton, and the Spiders crush him in the backfield. Marlon Lewis, the first one there to wrap him up and throw him for a three-yard loss. Marlon Lewis dominated off, off the line right there. Jalen Hampton gets the call on first down. He got hit in the backfield by Carson Stocklinski that slowed him down, and then Stocklinski's teammates come on to finish him off, and Hampton is thrown for a two-yard loss. Yeah, how about Carson Stocklinski coming on, getting better and better every Every game, got to feel good about that. Kid was just playing offensive line a couple months ago. Well, the entire defense getting better and better. And since we lead into this segment with defensive highlights, you can tell where we're going to lead into with our two coordinators who are both here at the head table with us. Spider defense coordinator Justin Wood, who has been with us on this program before, and Spider offensive coordinator Billy Kosh for the first time joins us on Behind the Web. So, fellas, definitely appreciate you being here, taking some time during the, the bye week. I know our fans always enjoy hearing from you guys, especially at this point in the season. And, Justin, I'll start I'll start with you. We got the evaluation from the head coach of what your defense is doing uh how about the guy who's running that defense and where you think this defensive unit has come from you know when you greeted them back on campus in late july early august to where we are now i tell you what uh, especially up front obviously there were a lot of questions going into the season losing aiden murray moving carson stocklinski over it has been just continual progress and um you know, there were some rough, rough, you know, plays there early on in the season, UVA and St. Francis, and we adjusted to some things up front specifically in terms of pass rush going into the Lehigh game, and that has really paid dividends uh, over the, uh, the last three games. But, um, you know, the progress up front has helped us defensively as a whole. It all starts with them in the run game and the pass game. And I was just telling uh, Billy, you know, Carson Stocklinski, it's every day the kid just gets a little bit better every game you can see the confidence that he is really growing in him well let's talk about that a little bit um and billy i'll bring you into the conversation on this because when you arrived at richmond did you think carson stocklinski was one of your guys that move hadn't already been made or had it yeah i, I thought he'd be a really good old lineman <laughs> he had really good movement skills i knew he'd be a really good d lineman i know he played that in high school uh-huh. he had a chance to do that but when the opportunity came to help the team i definitely understood why we did it he's a great player so i'm glad he's on the defense side of the ball all right and how did you how did you reinvent him justin i mean uh, as billy said he played it in high school i get it but this is a different level how did you kind of reinvent him not only to be a defensive lineman but a starting defensive lineman well when we made the move, he was going to be the starter. Uh, we, you know, we moved him from uh, offensive line to defensive line. We told him, "Hey, you're going to be the starter, and it's going to take time." And I still remember uh, he was in my office the first few days, and we were going through things with him. And I was like, "It's going to be really easy when we talk about it here in the playbook on the board, but it's going to be for you those live reps." And there's going to be some rough patches early on. But he's really he's worked his tail off, and I credit Carson a lot. Uh, he's taken the coaching every single day, and he's he's got great energy. He's he's extremely focused. He's a great kid, and uh, I, I was just telling Billy, you know, earlier, it's it's a joy to see how much he is 
progressed over the, the, the last four weeks. Russ, what was your thought process on this whole transition from – and you, you had told us that the O-line was pretty deep. It was one of the deeper offensive lines that you had, and potentially you could make this move. Kind of what was your thought process about moving an offensive guy to defense to play such a significant role? Well, what, what, when Aiden went down, we were kind of looking maybe transfer um, – you know, and at that point in time, it was in the summer. It was pretty late. And uh, so when he went down, I went back to high school film, and I looked at Govea, hmm. Stoklinski, and Carbajal and watched all their high school film to see, for one, I knew – I knew I thought Stoklinski played uh, defensive line, but we had recruited him as offensive lineman. And I think Govea played a little bit, played kind of a defensive end. And, and when I went back and watched the film – uh, Carson was actually a pretty good high school defensive lineman, played really well. And as soon as I watched, I watched all three of them. I said, "Carson's moving right then and there." <laughs> it's worked out, worked out really well. Um, let's let's expand that a little bit now, Just. That's a great story. He's playing well. You heard one of the clips from the other day where he had a great play against in the Elon game. How about your defensive ends, Marlon Lewis and and Jeremiah Grant, um, particularly, but Xander Barnett in that mix um, also. And Russ has mentioned this several times that you know Marlon played a lot last year. Uh, um, Jeremiah did not and did not come into camp in the in the best frame of mind physically or mentally and you guys had to kind of coach him up so how about the defensive ends I think they're doing a fantastic job right now and it's the same thing I coach I think coach Ellis our defensive ends coach is doing a fantastic job with them um, I think they play extremely physical they are continuing to grow in terms of pass rush uh, our pass rush games. I'm extreme. I'm I'm very pleased with where they are right now. Obviously, we knew Marlon coming into this season had played quite a bit last year. Uh, there was evidence that he was going to be a really good defensive end, and I think uh, Marlon can be uh, one of the best defenses defensive ends in the CA this year. Uh, Jeremiah Grant didn't come into camp in the proper shape and was actually beat out by Xander Barnett uh, early on, but we knew all three of those guys were going to end up playing. Jeremiah Jeremiah, his game uh, has continued to increase as he's gotten in better shape. Um, and then Xander is just as steady as they come. You know exactly what you're going to get from him technique-wise. He's going to be in the right spot. He's going to do his job the way it's supposed to be done. So they are, uh, they're coming along really well. I'll tell you what, one of our favorite plays, ours being Matt Smith, Chris Anderson, and mine on the broadcast team, is the play that never technically counted with Xander Barnett in the Lehigh game yep. where he tracked that running back down the sideline, eventually came back because of a hold, but we thought that just spoke volumes about him and, and the mindset of the football team. Absolutely, and one of the things that we say is we, you have to empty your tank every single rep on defense because you're not always going to be perfect. Uh, somebody's going to be out of a gap. We're going to miss a coverage. As long as we're pursuing the football, all 11 hats, every single rep, good things are going to end up happening for us. And I give Tristan Wheeler a hard time about that play because Xander <laughs> smoked him down the field. So I, just, I said, uh, Tristan, you're probably about a five flat 40. He was probably playing on a bum ankle at that bum point. Bum ankle, right? bum shoulder, we, we bum We finally knee. revealed that. So I don't know that Tristan uh, was 100%. I'm sure he trash-talked that back at you. Oh, so. there's no doubt. No doubt. No okay. doubt about it. 
All right, Billy, if we have sung the praises of, of the defensive line, and Justin stole one of your guys, of course, to help with that, how about the offensive line that you do have and the job that, that they have done uh, so far this season, protecting Reese, giving him time to throw, and opening up some holes for your running backs? Yeah, no question. I think Coach Ross done a great job, number one, coaching those guys. they got a good belief on that side of the ball, uh, playing hard for each other. You know, we've had some injuries at different spots, and guys have kind of moved them different roles, and those guys play so hard and so physical. Uh, they don't gain any glory. There's no you know name recognition, but those guys play hard. We recognize it. We throw the ball a decent amount, and keeping Reese clean is something they do a great job of taking pride in, and uh, and they do a really good job. And they work hard in practice, and it shows on game day. And they'll continue to improve and get better. But we've got good guys that are playing, young players. Keith Govea is a young guy that's playing for us. Uh, he really hasn't played before, and getting him in and getting some reps, he's getting better and improving. You know, Tom Ilias our center. I mean, again, the guy's tough, gritty. He's the definition of that, and he does a great job IDing things. Getting in the right protection looks, run looks, and does a great job. And those guys are all off Tom's, you know, cues. So really proud of those guys. Really improved, doing a great job. Every one of them coming out of the Virginia game said, whew, that was tough. We ran a lot of plays. It was hot out there. The, the tempo, we've been practicing it. It's all new to us. We were huffing and puffing. But since then, since Virginia, it, it's all kind of like come to each and every one of them. Have you kind of seen that as well with I the tempo so. that you're running? I think so. It's just the speed of the game. You know, I think going in Virginia, playing an AC opponent, playing fast, getting the call because we, we signal it pretty fast, and then lining up and getting your eyes right, that's part of it too because you're mentally working as well along as you're physical with running. So definitely have improved through it. St. Francis to Lehigh to Stony Brook is definitely an advantage for us. We try to use it in the right spots and tempo. You know, we don't want to hurry up and punt. That's one thing we don't want to do now. Uh, we want to make sure we're using it in the right right time and the right framework to get the defense off balance. But definitely have seen improvement. We keep getting better from that. Yes, sir. 90-plus um, plays on Saturday. Now, some of that was overtime. I get yeah. that. But what's kind of what's kind of the end game there as far as number of plays that you want to run, pass and run? I know Russ got asked that this week that, hey, was that a lot of passes for, for Richmond football? But you ran 90-plus times and still uh, – plays and then ran it 33 34 times on saturday yeah i think you know the more plays you have you keep the defense field yeah, one yeah. i think that's part of the game but also you could have more chances to score hopefully um i do think this you know where the how the game's going with balance you know if we're getting different guys the ball in different ways whether it's throwing it to him handing it off to him whatever it is if aaron dice gets the ball savon smith jake so Josiah, all those guys, Connor, if they're touching the football, we're good. It's about touches and getting those guys the ball in different ways. So um, whatever the dif- defense dictates to give us, we're going to do that. A lot of man coverage this past game against Elon. So that provided Jake some one-on-one opportunities to make plays. So uh, that's how the game was kind of dictated that way as far as throwing the football. Yeah, is that something you saw for Saturday with, with Jacob Harris? Because he hadn't had that kind of game yet, hadn't scored a touchdown yet. Right. His roommate, Reese Yudinski, told us that here on the show, that they were gonna, he was going to get him a touchdown pass at, at some point. Came at a pretty good time Saturday but is that something you saw for, for Jake on Saturday yeah definitely I think the matchup inside he's really good inside I think he's a big big body inside with his length uh, we had a matchup on a safety that we liked that matchup on him with number three so uh, that was definitely a matchup for us that we liked uh, but again what's great about the receiving core is you know there's only one football you play with one ball and if your guys are worried about touches and all that it's about winning it's about you know getting guys the ball in different ways so you know Jake wasn't complaining he wasn't you know upset about it he understood that we were playing good and we wanted to win and Josiah was getting better and Leroy and those guys so this past game was was his game it was his matchup and we felt like that was the best way for us to move the football um Reese seems to be the same day in and day out with us yeah how if at all has he changed from your time together at VMI to what you're 
seeing in Reese Udinsky as a Richmond Spider. He's the same guy. He's just not wearing a uniform every day like he did at DMI. <laughs> and he's, he's pretty happy about yeah, that. Yeah, he is. He's the same guy. He's very consistent. Um, it helps me out because I'm kind of an emotional guy, and he helps me to stay kind of calm. So it's a good balance because I get some fire in him, and he calms me down. So, yeah, he's the same guy. He definitely is, and that's, that's a great thing to have in a quarterback for sure. Russ, describe your two coordinators when it comes to that, to the emotional side of this thing, to their passion for what they're doing and how they kind of go about their job. Well, I've been really pleased. Obviously, Justin's been with me for a while here, but, you know, I, I like the way they coach the, their their units. They, they, they let the coaches coach, but they are running the whole thing on both sides. So, you know, you can hear Justin a lot of times, you know, he, he coaches the linebackers, but he, he coaches in certain situations the, the whole defense in practice, and you can hear him the whole practice. Same thing with Billy. You know, you can hear him coaching the offense, and if, you know, if a wide receiver doesn't run the right route, he, he sees it. And he, and he understands it, and, and you, you can just kind of hear the coaching going on by both those guys throughout practice. You know, I, I think our team knows the defense is Justin's and the offense is Billy, and um, they understand that, you know, when, when their voice is, is, is communicated, that's who they should be listening to at that point in time. <clears throat> Justin, when you get in a game like Saturday, what are you seeing from your guys? Obviously, there were a couple of big plays. You talked just a little while ago that, you know, that hasn't happened very often. How do you kind of coach that after big play to start the game, a big running play, that kind of thing, and make sure that you bring them back so they can succeed? I think it's all about being calm with them on the sideline. It's very easy to lose your cool, especially the first play of the game. Geo gets uh, beat. It's man-to-man coverage. He's on a really good receiver. He gets beat clean. Geo didn't mean to get beat on that play. So it's, it's all about, for him, making sure he comes to the sideline, knowing that you, I've, I've, we've got confidence in you. Don't let that one play roll into the rest of your game because that could very easily happen, especially on the back end of things. And then I think it's all about you know the, the first run play that they – you know, kind of hit us on. Uh, it, it was a run play that we hadn't seen. They hadn't run uh, heading into our game. So it's all in, okay, how am I, as a coordinator, going to get adjusted to this play so that, that we can now take it away? Um, so I think in terms of the sideline, I, I think our guys have a, a great attention to detail. Uh, they're listening to their coaches, myself, on the bench, making corrections. There were several throughout uh, adjustments that needed to be made. But for me, there, there's a point where, okay, I know I, I need to be a little bit more fiery, or especially with a back-end guy uh, who ends up getting beat. Calm, cool, collected. Let's move on to the next play because you do not want that to snowball. Billy, how do you handle that from an offensive standpoint? You're not on the sideline. You're, you're up in the, in the press box with, with your other coaches when something like that happens. Savant Smith's a veteran guy, obviously had the fumble in that game. Like, how do you kind of communicate what Justin was just talking about to your offensive guys? Well, again, in the box, you know, I kind of just, you know, to our guys who are on the field, just related from having to play the next play, play the next one. Uh, don't let the last one affect you. And our staff does a great job relaying that 
that information to our players. Um, and again, a lot, a lot of times what I do is I'll talk to Reese in between series. Uh, we'll talk through it. And one thing that's good about him, man, he can give you the information like what I'm seeing. Like some guys, you ask them a question on the sideline, they can't give you information. They don't see the game. He can see the game and, hey, they're bringing this pressure. They're bringing from the boundary safe to the field safe. We can attack this. So it's good to have that. And then I think our staff does a great job. If something bad does happen, play the next play. Obviously, we do, we do not want to turn the football over. That's not a goal of ours um, at, at, by any stretch of the imagination. So when Savon made that mistake, he came back the next series and played and mm-hmm. had a couple carries. And, you know, obviously he got injured there at the end, but it'll be all right. But, I mean, those things, we just got to keep playing and play the next one. And I think we're all trying to get better from that. All right, we're going to ask more questions of Justin Wood and Billy Kosh. We're halfway through. We'll come back with another segment with the Spider Coordinators when Behind the Web continues live from Glory Days Grill out here on the West End and on the home of the Spiders, 1061 ESPN. Behind the Web, live from Glory Days in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network and 1061 ESPN. Second and goal from the eight quarterback draw. Udinski at the five. He dives across the goal line. Touchdown. Reese Udinski runs it in from eight yards out. And the Spiders are an extra point away from tying it up. Well, well, well. Didn't know that one was in the playbook, but you got to love it. Third and four. Richmond at the Elon 19. Dykes to the right of Udinski. There's the shotgun snap. He pumps. He sets. He throws over the middle. Jacob Harris, his first Richmond Spider touchdown. Comes in overtime from 19 yards out from Reese Udinski. All right, well, we already talked about the uh, Jacob Harris touchdown pass with, with Billy Kosh. Let's go back to the Reese Udinski run as we welcome you back to Behind the Web with Coach Usman. Bob Black here, our coordinator, is our special guest today. We're here each and every Thursday during the college football season. We really hadn't seen that one, uh, Billy, from, from Reese Udinski, what, what was seen there and how often might we expect him to do something like that. It was the lead draw play that we put in. Um, it, we had six for six in the core. They brought a pressure. Uh, they did a nice job. Uh, but Reese found a way to slip through there and pass it through on the left side. And, you know, down there in the critical times, you run the quarterback in the red zone, you get an extra hat in, in the run game. So uh, that's something you have to do down there to win games, I feel like. And he's good enough to run the ball uh, at times, you know, and he'll put his face in there and do a good job. So we just felt like that was the right call at the right time. He did a great job making a play, man. That was a great run by him and, and the execution there keeping the ball high and tight this time that was good to see is this offense uh, what you expected to see at this point and what's the next step in the evolution of this offense well we, we got to get better you know I think we've improved but I, I do think we have some areas of concern that we talked about as a staff to keep getting better uh, some short yardage things on third down to get better um, but I do think we move the football well we spread it around well we do those things well but we want to take that next step and get better because uh, I learned this a long time ago as soon as you think you got it, you're about to get it so we're just trying to keep improving uh, on the short yardage things. But I do think our guys are playing hard. We have a, we have a good you know system that these guys believe in. They're playing hard. But we just got to – the details and the minor things to kind of take that next step to be elite. That's what we want to be. We're good, but we're not great. We want to become great. That's our next step. Well, let's talk a little bit about that short yardage uh, situation and the challenges there. Got a yeah. couple of email questions almost identical, as you might imagine, sure. on that this week from Larry and from Ben. Just what are the challenges? on 
third and short and fourth and short and how you go about making those better? Well, I do think uh, I, I called a, a run that I think I could have called better. You know, I think we had a, a, a different plan that we had under center, something different there that I didn't get to. So that's on me. But, uh, again, it's it's a mindset. We talked about that. And, and, th- and short yard is more of a mindset. I've seen guys, you know, you know, you run through an unblocked, unblocked defender sometimes as a running back or, you, you know, just we got to kind of do those things, put our guys in better situations as a staff. And uh, But I think those things we're going to keep improving on getting better. I mean, right now we're good on third down, but third and short is something we got to get better at. What's the communication with you and Coach Usman during the course of a game from you upstairs and him downstairs? Russ mentioned it in the first segment today that, hey, I kind of took the ball out of Billy's uh, hands down there at the end. No, Coach is great. Like, Coach is awesome that way. Um, you know, it's just, you know, it's critical times. You know, he's the head coach. I'm going to listen. You know, he's a, he's a great coach. So, uh, but, no, he's awesome. He, he's really good. And I always listen for his insights, a defensive guy, because he's like my dad. You know, he sees the game kind of like how my dad does a little uh-huh. bit. And I, I obviously I respect that a lot. So, uh, but, no, he's he's awesome that way. He's very good. Uh, there's different ways, you know, that we, we communicate. And I really do appreciate how he, how he treats me. So. Russ, do you think you're more involved? on the offensive side at this point than maybe in in past years, obviously being a defensive guy that you are? I'm not involved at all. I mean, really, not zero. Uh, <laughs> the only the only the only involvement I have is just to say, hey, Billy, you're in four down territory. Huh. You know, a couple times, I said, Billy, I want to see the quarterback sneak. Um, you know, really short yardage situations. Um, but other than that, I mean, I I mean, we don't I don't communicate. Uh, too much with them it's just you know it's you're in four down territory or you know uh we got to run the ball here you know just in in that situation at the end of the game there Uh, other than that you know they're moving the ball and 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 i'm not helping at all you do know billy that his favorite position group is the offensive line yes i've heard that that, yes sir. that's been played out for you yes you know he certainly has a favorite on the offensive side of the ball from a defensive perspective justin what makes this spider offense so difficult. What What is your spider defense challenged with in practice when ones go against ones? Tempo and the way they spread you out. Uh, I think Billy does a great job of, um, you know, giving you, and again, this is going back, um, you know, unbalanced formation into the boundary off of tempo situations, and it makes it really hard for your defense to get aligned in those uh, scenarios. Um, and I think we've got excellent players. We've got a quarterback who is fantastic who does a great job under pressure um so you know the receivers and the tempo i think are what would give you uh, the most issues uh we bring the coordinators during the bye week so let's find out a little bit about the bye week and we'll get some of it from coach usman as well but from your guys standpoint you know what have you tried to do with the team this week what other things can you be involved in is it a recruiting week that kind of thing um how this week's schedule has gone justin yeah we were on the road on uh, monday and tuesday so we left sunday night on the road got back on wednesday had a shorter practice uh with just helmets on and then today and i think uh, tomorrow uh as well we got a lot of young guys reps um so your tristan wheelers your aaron dykes those guys were off on the side and we were we were able to really focus in on the guys who hadn't got a lot of reps up to this point and i know tomorrow we're going to start on villanova for a portion of practice obviously that's going to be a huge test for us and uh you know so having a couple extra days for that's going to be uh 
going to be beneficial for us. Coach Kosh? Yeah, kind of, kind of echo what he's saying. You know, one thing we kind of did too, like we looked at self scout of ourselves. Um, you know, with numbers and situations, things that we called, and any tendencies that we had, we got to make sure we address ourselves on the offense side of the ball. And uh, our our quality control coach Sam Carn did a great job putting that together. Man, I just want to make sure I said that he did a great job of giving us those numbers. Looked at it yesterday as a staff, and um, so those things are big. And obviously, Villanova, we've been kind of gearing up for those guys. It'll be a great challenge and a great test. Russ, you had mentioned earlier this week that the bye week came at probably the perfect time for your guys this year right yeah i just i think the health aspect of it um you know like like a tristan wheeler the last three weeks he's been playing with a bad shoulder bad ankle and and you can't you know it's almost impossible to get him healthy because you you need a week week and a half where they're just resting and dykes is the same way and connor devaney's the same way and there's a lot of people that that just they needed to not bang to not run and during the season you can't do that all right so the game's over and Tristan you know redoes his shoulder a little bit and maybe a little bit tweak on the ankle again he doesn't practice on Tuesday you know he may not practice on Wednesday maybe get a little bit and then you get him back out and then he then he goes and plays again I mean we needed we needed this week just to get a bunch of guys where they feel healthy and these these minor, and, and you say minor, but I mean you're you're playing, you know. He, he Tristan's been playing really well, I think, and and but he's I mean the ankle. If you'd have seen the ankle before he went up to Lehigh, I mean nobody mm-hmm. nobody could play on that ankle, and he played, and it's just it's starting to get better. Um, but that's the kind of kid he is. I did see the ankle. I, I turned it away really quickly yeah, because it was brutal. hard. It was hard to look at, to be honest with you. How about from a mental standpoint, Russ? I mean, for you guys, you're about halfway through the year, maybe even a little more than that if you count the four or five weeks that you were here, you know, in preseason camp, and now you got five games. And now you still got six games on the other side, and potentially, hopefully, more than that. Just because it is a grind, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, but but. I think our players, you know, I never see, I never see a ever come out and drag in, hmm. you know, or not wanting to be there. Um, you know, I, I've been kind of starting to see it a little bit academically, and <laughs> and this is the week for me that I really, I really kind of, I started checking some classes. I, I made, huh. you know, checking the study hall stuff and. And kind of, kind of, and, and you can see now this is they're kind of getting a little bit of a mental, uh, you know, academically where they're they're kind of maybe already sick of school, um, but obviously they know what they have to do there. But football wise, I, I haven't seen one time where where people have not wanted to be out there to get better mm-hmm. and to help us win games. Billy, that's really interesting. You're nodding your head there because you're coming from a challenging situation, obviously, at VMI. How different is that whole aspect of this thing, not just the football side of it, but what you're kind of dealing with off the field? Yeah, we didn't have to check classes at VMI. I mean, they, they had to go to class. So, like, class checks, things we got. I mean, that's, that's a normal school. So, that's just <laughs> – so, those things are a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely different. You know, one thing that's cool uh, here, too, I see that they're both great kids. Both Richmond and VMI kids are great. Um, you know, one thing, too, is, you know, at VMI, those kids, best part of their day, Coach Wood knows this, was practice, you know what I mean? Our mm-hmm. kids, like Coach said, they love coming to practice here, too, as well, and they got pretty good juice, pretty good energy. So um, dealing with great kids makes the job a lot better, man. I'll tell you that. we got great kids here, and they make the job definitely awesome. So it's definitely worthwhile. Justin, what are you seeing from your defensive guys? Just in terms of this week or? In terms of this week and then just 
getting a little bit of a break here before recharging yeah. the battery for the rest Just of the like season. what Coach said. I mean, we had Tristan, uh, Amir Hall, Bryson Parker, yeah. Gio, Sigler. We, we've got some guys that are banged up. Aaron Banks has been playing through a shoulder. So I think this week for them just to be able to recover – um, you know, obviously they've been in the training room as many times as they've, you know, been able to in order to get themselves back. But uh, it's it'll be good to get started on Villanova. Uh, they they, they want to do that for sure. Yeah. Uh, Billy, you're kind of the new guy. Not kind of. You are the new guy here. Uh, how about for you? What's life been like? I know it's been almost all consumed by football, but just kind of ingratiating yourself in the in the Richmond community. Oh, it's, it's great. I remember my wife and I were just joking about this last night. You know, in Lexington, you know, we had um, – it was a great place, but it was all kind of mom-and-pop shops, like having like a Chipotle and a Chick-fil-A. That's a, that's a heck of a deal. So – you know, we're thankful for that. But, no, we love love Richmond, uh, love the people here, love the staff, community, the campus. Uh, it's beautiful. Um, and it made this move awesome. It was only two hours, man. It's not a hectic move. You know, you drive 64 East and you're there, man. So um, it's been great. I've been so thankful to be here. Um, it's, it's an amazing opportunity. Uh, I'm just so gracious to be here. And, again, like the people are just tremendous. That's what makes this place special, in my opinion. Russ, I know you've told the story a million times. Just one more while he's sitting here about how you came upon uh, Billy Kosh and became convinced that he should be the Spider offensive coordinator, which is obviously working out pretty darn well. Well, I knew I wanted Jake Harris and Reese Udinsky, so I had to hire him. So that was the only issue there. Uh, You're the third wheel, Billy. No You're the third wheel. About players, uh, you know, and, and then they, they threw in Nick DiGennaro along with the crowd there. Uh, no, I, I actually, I mean, I think I told Billy this. I went and watched him. Uh, they played Chattanooga, and and I, I I was amazed at you know how well they did. Um, even in, in that spring season, you know, they played James Madison in the playoffs and, and they played really well. And, and then when I went up there and watched the Chattanooga game, um, I was very impressed. I mean, Chattanooga had a really good defense, and I think, you know, they ended up putting 33, 36 points on the board against a, a really good defense. And, uh, you know, as, as it got to the end of the season, um, you know, and I, I decided to make a change. I, I said, "Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna make sure I try to get this guy here." And and, and I was just just impressed. I mean, and and it, not only him, but what it, what the defense was doing at VMI, what Walk was doing at VMI. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were really taking and, and winning games with a little bit less players. And uh, so you know. I kind of, we kind of identified him pretty early. We interviewed a couple other guys, uh, not even close. I mean, Justin was involved with most of it, and it wasn't even close who we were going to hire. Wow, that's an interesting perspective. Justin, what did you see in Billy Kosh? Oh, I knew. And I actually told Coach when we were going to, you know, make a change, you know, do you have any guys in mind? I worked at VMI in 2015 and mm-hmm. 2016, and I I was at the beginning kind of of that regime and had seen what they did, uh, especially on offense. And uh, Coach had in mind that he wanted to interview him. And the thing I like about Billy, uh, you know, we have a great working relationship, but in terms of the interview and all that, just the detail of it. And you could tell his dad was a defensive yeah. coach. Because it came out just like that. A, B, C, D, here's our overall philosophy. Here's what we want to do. And uh, everybody asked me, you know, are you scared? You know, the the tempo, this, that, and the other. Well, we, we're playing like 
there's 50 to 60 reps a game. They're on the field quite a bit. And if we can get them the ball in better field position, uh, you know, create some more takeaways, we make their life a lot easier. So, um, you know, it's, it's, been a, it's been a great addition, obviously, on the coaching staff, but from the player perspective as well, uh, you know, what he does because he works. And they can see that. Uh, you know, we got those Kedets on the schedule here in a couple of years. So <laughs> you guys better start prepping for that at this point. That'll be quite a, reu- quite a reunion for both uh, of you yeah. and several others. Guys, thank you so much for spending the time with us this afternoon. We'll let you go finish lunch. Uh, can't wait to get back out on the field against Villanova next Saturday. And really appreciate you being with us. Thanks, thank you. Bob. Thank you so much. Justin Wood, Billy Cash, Spider Coordinators with us on this afternoon's Behind the Web. One more segment to go. We'll wrap it up with Coach Huseman in just a moment from Glory Days Grill on 106.1 ESPN.